My wife and I want to start having kids soon. That's what Bree says all the time. Welcome to Cheap Podcast, episode number 71. This is the unprofessional podcast about professional wrestling. I'm your host, Dave. Daniel Bryan, please don't go rudding. Mm. I'm Henry, the American Dragon, Gilbert. I'm Chris, sick of Daniel Bryan, and happy to see him leave, Antista. <laughs> uh, no more jokes left, Fred Elston. <laughs> so Too we, sad. Yeah, we communally got to experience like probably one of the biggest wrestling things that will happen this year. It was kind of a small Ugh. miracle that it, all, that it happened, but... Uh, right after we watched our Monday night movie, and uh, we were high off Green Lantern, we Is all high the right word. I don't know. <laughs> Ambivalent we, off yeah, of Green Lantern. Yeah. We drunk we, on Green Lantern. <laughs> we all got to watch Daniel Bryan's retirement speech, which they held for the end of Raw, and went like 20, 25 minutes past the end of the like yeah, past nine time. o'clock. It was the so, overrun. Yeah, yeah. It was amazing that they. That's the furthest by far that it's ever gone, and it for it was yeah. for a good cause. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was Daniel Bryan's retirement speech, which was really it felt emotional. like they just told him like just say what you want to say, yeah. Man. But they also put it at the end of the episode just to have like let's have our normal episode of Raw mm-hmm. and then we'll bomb everybody out. Of yeah. Here. Well, well, it didn't make the Hulu version normal because really the Hulu version is always ninety minutes. Mm. So and they cut that out. They kept that in. Oh, so okay. there was like two matches. Oh God. Everything else was just <laughs> like thrown on the on the cutting room floor. Wow. Mm. Well, so it was not much of yeah, interest happened on it, the episode anyway. I yeah, like watching it and then watching the stuff like that was cut out. I'm like, this was a show on autopilot. It's all about Daniel Bryan. Like, no one would remember anything yeah. happening on it other than Daniel Bryan's retirement. Yeah, like every break was here's a new Daniel Bryan moment. Enjoy. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So Did like, they it, report the viewership. Like, have it went up? It was a highly rated episode. Mm. F- for some reason, the last hour was actually, it went the bit down. Yeah. Because I think people were just like, right. I've been waiting the entire night for Daniel Bryan. I can't wait anymore. Mm. Click. Mm. Yeah, I, I gotta go watch the Green Lantern with I the laser know. time yeah. boys. Some thought they'd keep it, at, they'd do it at the beginning, but that they held it to the end. Did make it so we could watch it off of a entirely legal means. Oh, yeah. yes. And remind me to delete the video I secretly captured of you, hoping you would cry <laughs> with my phone. I have yeah. about 20 minutes of HD yeah. video of Henry not crying and just so, Did you get us in our matching Daniel Bryan shirts, by the way? Yeah, I guess everyone who watched us Daniel got to Bryan see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, I wasn't crying because this is waiting on this for a very long yeah. time. And it just became this thing of like, will they, won't they? And I kind of just had to tell myself like, no, it really is never going to happen. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. that he... Uh, I read this had been dug back up, but I read it at the time it mm-hmm. happened. But Bret Hart said in an interview, "No, Daniel Bryan's never coming back. Yeah. Like it's not he his career's over, and he doesn't know it." Daniel and Bryan so, will get back in the ring when I finally send Bret Elston those sunglasses. Not going to happen. <laughs> never, Do almost, they never come? It's almost been well, it's, it's been almost a year. Uh, yeah, uh, we're getting close to the next one. But yeah, Bret screwed Bret uh, with male fraud. <laughs> <laughs> he did have too many concussions, and yeah. the way the industry is now. For the better, yeah, is that the concussion can't let it keep happening? Yeah, even like with like what like reading his book, I didn't get how like he talks about getting knocked stupid a lot yeah. of times, but like he said like he had five concussions in, in the first, first, first three months. year or eighteen yeah. months or something, something like that. Yeah, which I, is insane. I read the ESPN interview transcript. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't know a lot about this. And I haven't seen the Will Smith movie Concussion, but I was in Florida, and my dad's <laughs> like, "Come on, sit down and watch Frontline with yeah. me." Loves his PBS Frontline, and which is a 
you haven't seen it, a dense documentary series. And they're talking about the NFL mm. concussion uh, thing. And, and I'm watching it, and it was just sort of this, this woman who wanted to study what happened to these football players who played a little while, sunk into deep depressions, and Oof. developed mental disorders. And how often does this happen in NFL players? Turns out, as they studied more people, it's almost 100%. Yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't help but think uh. of the ramifications of wrestling. Because not every football player, it's not every football player's job to stick their head mm. in the line of fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is for almost every wrestler. Yeah, I, I got the sense the way sports medicine has mm-hmm. come to view wrestling has changed over the years. That there was uh, Steve Austin tells a story about when he had neck fusion that mm-hmm. he was told when he had neck fusion in '99, you will never wrestle again. Nobody yeah. like I've done this to football players; they'll never go to football again. And then yeah. Steve Austin had to tell him like, well, but. A football player can't choose how the guy is going to hit them. Yeah. I can edit my style I see. to to compensate for her neck. And so then the doctor's like, and, oh, and, I never thought yeah. of and that. The, the, the transcript of Brian's uh, ESPN interview, like I know he'd been leading up to this. He's like, yeah, I'm going to come back. And yeah. he finally is like, yeah, I was in denial. And I think it's... Mm-hmm. As someone who wants to be an athlete, it's our natural inclination yeah. to fight through it, man. I'm like, going to would not come report back from this. concussions. It would just be like, well, I don't even know if that was a concussion. Yeah, well, let's he, move on. And he looks but, like yeah. he looks like he's going to be a pundit for. Well, and the way he, the, what, the scariest part to me in that interview was that he said he had been having concussion seizures. Yes, and, and keeping it keeping secret, secret of like, whoa, whoa. It feels buddy. like a lot of dead wrestlers, like, oh, they had a seizure in their hotel room and nobody noticed, and then a couple hours later, somebody came by. I wonder if like. Oh, if he was in the, on the Indies and had just like t- gotten a hotel room, like yeah. could have this have happened elsewhere and would have a much yeah. less happy ending. Here's what I also wonder: not to get political yeah. here, uh, there are two things in common with the NFL concussions mm-hmm. and the WWE concussions. There, there are long-standing ramifications that are not definitely not ideal for a human yeah. being to have, but they are treatable. But neither organization offers any kind of health insurance to people no. post career. And not to get political. But were this a different country, would that matter? <laughs> because yeah. health insurance wouldn't be an issue. That's true. It wouldn't be an issue for these guys. And it's that Daniel Bryan is one of the lucky ones because there are tons of, say, ECW era wrestlers mm-hmm. who yeah. gave each other concussions like nightly in, yeah. in some yeah. cases. And, you, and that they, they have nothing. Like mm-hmm. they didn't also, it could be they had drug addictions or sure. whatever yeah. and weren't careful with their money and maybe they should have mm-hmm. been. But. That they had no safety net is yeah. horrible. Like, and I, I think that's a simple fix for, to, for some kind of insurance program. Mm-hmm. Even if it's like an internal thing you pay into as a freelance employee, the, the WWE con- like pays for a little bit more. But this is all, as medical technology progresses, mm-hmm. according to this doc I saw on Frontline, they're only going to find more of these and it's going to happen yeah. to everybody. So I think what it, what's weird about this is he talked about like for months he was like, I'm good. Uh, I've mm-hmm. taken all these tests and I still have great intellect. Like my brain is functioning. Say, like, my brain's uh, great. And then he just took this new test and they're like, oh, you got like lesions on your brain yeah. and shit like that. fucked up. Like, so yeah. first of all, like is WWE going to te- be like, is this like a mandatory test they're going to have to do now and like mm. just have to clean house in a I couple months? I don't know where I saw that tweet, but somebody said, so now that Brian's take that yeah. test, shouldn't every yeah. all, employee of WWE take that test? All it's going to take is a single lawsuit. Yeah. A single lawsuit. But I mean, they've already got but lawsuits. what? I mean, I don't think they want that information. Sure. If, they take the, if they all take the test and it turns yeah. out half of the staff, yeah. like just say... A third, a third of their guys yeah. have the same brain problems as Daniel Bryan. Then you have to, re- yeah. they have to retire too. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, but on the plus side, I, like I would say, ninety percent of the wrestlers in WWE probably don't have like half the amount of concussions mm-hmm. that Daniel Certainly Bryan has because no. so many of them. And this is a thing that people hate about the WWE, but like so many of them were brought up within WWE. So WWE knew when they get concussions and stuff like that. Yeah. It's the indie guys that mm-hmm. you have to worry yeah. about. But I think on the indies, even nobody was as like, except for like the ECW guys who were probably going to be faced out in a couple months anyway I would say I mean like, like that they let Tommy Dreamer on TV when yeah. he's he's been on record of like I opened my fridge and forgot it yeah. was open and I have I to do that all the time well no he he <laughs> does it to such an extent that it's like the next morning the door is still open and all their stuff is ruined and that he he had to put an alarm on his fridge that makes a noise if the door stays open for more than a few seconds just so he won't oh, okay. leave it open. And his I, wife is also like, you left open the oof. trunk to the car after you got your stuff open and it rained. Yeah, I was like, looking oh, at I was looking was Tommy Dreamer, though. Are you sure he's just not sleepwalking? Yeah. Some, sometimes I open a Google Chrome tab <laughs> and I can't remember where I was going to go or what I was looking but, at But uh, there's like a Bubba Ray thing where he talks about like, I got hit so hard during like a TLC match. I forgot how to climb the ladder. It was like, a raw what? TLC match, too, yeah. which is a total waste of a TLC match concussion. But... Daniel Bryan's situation reminds me too of 
of the CM Punk thing, not just because I'm heartbroken that mm. my two favorite wrestlers of the last <laughs> five years, uh, yeah. one could wrestle but would never seems to never want to ever do it again. The other really wants to wrestle but will never get to do it yeah. again. Um, and just, CM Punk's it seemed like was a majority. I think a lot of his argument was ego, but a lot of it was medical stuff. Oh yeah, well, he well. was worn down by medical stuff, and yeah. I think both of them. As much as you want to just blame Vince for everything sure. and all that stuff and the, and the travel and all that stuff, they both had the mentality of, CM Punk says it on his podcast, mm-hmm. what would Harley Race do? Of Just this idea of like, I got to be the old school tough guy yeah. who's the road champion who never mm-hmm. stops. And I'm a tough guy. I'm not, I can't admit to injury or I can't say that. You just tape it up and go back out. Yeah. That's what you do. And so I think in both their cases, maybe not Brian when he was in WWE, but the mm-hmm. decade before that... Mm-hmm. He just was like, no, I have to do another Ring of Honor show. I don't mm. care if my retina detached uh, yeah. or or if my back is screwed up. Like, I got to go. Yeah. I just got to keep going. And, I, kick, and this guy's got to kick me in the yeah. head as hard as possible because the people paid money yeah. to see it. Mm. And, like, before he even started in WWE, he was, like, he's one of the first guys to be in Ring of Honor and kind of held that, like, company on his back when people yeah. would leave. So, he was like, the Ring of Honor champion. Yeah. But the the speech itself was just yeah. it was it was tough to watch. Like uh, none of us broke down, unfortunately. No. But it was uh, just talking about like Brett did it, afterward. He told me, uh, yeah. he told me off mic. Oh yeah, yeah. But like just a mess in the shower. That he's like, I had to close my eyes because I've never actually felt this, and mm. now I'm gonna do that. Mm. Him saying like, I felt like Superman. Yeah. I was like, Ugh, every time it goes, every time I jumped through those ropes, it felt great. And I'm like. Same. I worried for a second. He was like, "Don't jump! Don't jump! Are you gonna jump?" Uh-huh. Saying, yeah. "Catch me, Henry! Catch me!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. No, the and well, I also like that he did a thing that definitely was not scripted. If when they start chant, he says like, "And I got to start a family." Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That's what my wife says every <laughs> night. It's <laughs> uh. just such a cornball sex joke to yeah. throw out there in front of all that stuff. When he cut his hair over the weekend too, in the first picture, I'm like, mm-hmm. "Oh, his hair's cut." Yeah, that was that felt like the final tell of yeah he wouldn't cut his hair. I like that he's so indie that he didn't use locks of love. He used Mm. like a a smaller hair donation service. Locks Locks of love, who rejected my hair? Oh, locks of love is too corporate. Did they did they send it back? Like, please don't send your pubes. It's like you bleached this eight months ago. (laughs) This is gross. Uh, Who wants this hair? I need to see. Maybe I should give wigs. For kids, my hair. Yeah. I'm growing it pretty long. I'm trying to get to a year, though. But I uh. uh, almost don't want to write this up because I feel like it could be seen as like almost in bad taste mm-hmm. by some people. But Daniel Bryan, it is, it's not... Like, this isn't even just a bunch of coincidence. Daniel Bryan was on the path of Chris Benoit, and that mm-hmm. is not good. Like, not just... The, Daniel Bryan that, was isn't that speculative? Like, well, we don't... no. So here's here's what I mean. Uh, his entire career had been down the path of Chris Benoit. Okay. Chris Benoit moved up. Sorry, not, Daniel not Bryan, just murder. Daniel Bryan <laughs> had the same path mm-hmm. as all his stuff. He was this super technical guy. Everybody loved him for being technical. But they were also like, he's too small to be a big yeah. star in mm-hmm. WWE. It'll never happen. He goes to WWE, but it's still not happening. He's like, oh, he'll be in great matches. And then when it comes to WrestleMania, it really sinks up like in a scary yeah. way. He didn't win Royal Rumble, but WrestleMania 20 and WrestleMania 30 has Chris Benoit and Daniel Bryan both facing Triple H, mm-hmm. then competing, but also competing in a triple threat match where they win via tap out and yeah. nobody thought they could win. And mm-hmm. it is separated exactly by 10 years. Yeah. And then his first title defense, Kane. Both of them, their first title <laughs> defense at a pay-per-view wow. was against... Kane and in both cases it was like why is this guy fighting Kane he should be fighting someone better and like yeah. was that the only wrestler he thanked well I think and, so yeah and no and uh, well, there was one other I felt like but hmm. I can't remember who it was but he did thank William Kane. Regal I think William yes. Regal yes. Yeah. but and William Regal great friends with Daniel yeah. Bryan and Chris Uh-oh. Benoit and it just up to that point Daniel Bryan borrowed moves from Chris Benoit he does a top mm. rope headbutt because Chris Benoit did it yeah he does the LaBelle lock which is basically a crippler cross face and Chris Benoit had the brain of an 80 year old like his brain was mush when he <laughs> killed himself because of tons. and two others don't don't undersell and the two others <laughs> and, but that was from a history of concussions yeah. and it was because he kept wrestling another four years mm-hmm. after he won the title three years mm-hmm. after he won the title and then tragedy Captain Tragedy struck yeah. uh, <laughs> but then meanwhile like Daniel Bryan by basically stopping after his cane match mm-hmm. Maybe mm. he gets off of that path. Like yeah. I don't think I never think that would happen to him. But then again, I would have said the same thing about Benoit. 
But the brain is fucked up, man. Yeah. And a guy who it, it, like admits he has lesions on his yeah. brain, it's scary. And I hope he is off of that path. And if is that, WWE forcing him to retire gets him off that path. Is that yeah. treatable or curable, the lesions aspect? Scientifically, yeah. now, I don't believe so. Yeah, but, but this is a situation like who... I don't think it will be, but like Shawn Michaels retired first time in 1998 because his mm-hmm. back was like destroyed. He managed and also to make he a had personal demons. Too. Yeah, I don't think that. I think concussions are an entirely different matter, and I don't think he'll be able to come back from no. it. Um, but, but who knows? Yeah. Ten years from now, science yeah. could find a way to fix concussed yeah. brains. And like people are saying, like, oh, Stone Cold could come back just because of the advancements in neck surgery, whatever. Uh, and what de aging? I that's true. And, but like for a one time match. Mm-hmm. But Brian's 40, 34. Yeah. You know, he's a young guy. See, we're already. I'm kind of sad. We can't yeah. admit that he's gone. Like, we're even trying yeah. to think, like, oh, well, but what if he did come back? Like, it's not. He's not. At least with those right. two, they both had, like, all right, I'm done wrestling, but I'm the new commissioner. Yeah. We didn't get that for Daniel Bryan, and I don't think he's going to do that because he wants to have a kid. Yeah, I think he'll start a bee a farm and just him and Bree. <laughs> yeah. I, I think. He, like, one of my... Uh, uh, let me just say, I have interviewed Daniel Bryan a couple times. Coolest dude yeah. uh, ever. My favorite wrestler that I got to interview. I know. Unlike CM Punk. I kind of wish I had, sn- like, snaked one from you. Because now I'm thinking, like... I just thought, like, oh, you know what? I'm not doing it this year. But next next SummerSlam, uh, I'll interview I'll him. Then somewhere like, over the next 20 years. Yeah. Look, you got go to, a little later. I'll yeah. go a little later. <laughs> you, got, you got... Well, that was only that one time. You weren't there the second time yeah. I interviewed him. But you got you got Dolphin. I, yeah, you yeah, got yeah. Mick Foley. That's true. Come on. What if Daniel Bryan becomes the leader of the Bullet Club. Yeah. But, same, well, but also, gonna... no, what I was going to say with Daniel Bryan, when I got an interview, super cool guy, very nice, and he just loved talking about wrestling, mm-hmm. and he thought it was very true, and he said, I lived for wrestling. It was the mm-hmm. only thing I cared about. He mm-hmm. doesn't want to be a movie star. Yeah. He doesn't want to be a wrestling writer. He's even said previously in his book, he says, he didn't think he was a very good trainer. Like, yeah. I don't think he wants to be a wrestling yeah. trainer even. Yeah. So. I think that I was speculating that's why he cut his hair. Yeah. Because yeah. he must begin a new career that involves more presentation than mm-hmm. uh, in-ring ability. Yeah. And I got to be live for three of Daniel Bryan's yeah. biggest moments, yeah. I think. Uh, well, no. you, bring, you can bring those up in a little bit. Okay, but, uh, fine. But anyway. I have, I have, I have a couple questions, though. Yeah. A couple questions. Yeah. And this is, again, totally speculative. Yeah. Could Vince McMahon's propensity towards larger people mm-hmm. could do you think larger people might be less susceptible, thicker bones, bigger heads, well, like like better, easier to I take bumps there's, with? Like there's a couple lawsuits. I think one from uh, he used to be called Mabel, and then it was Viscera. Like he like oh, his very like, large. His, his thing was that he was six hundred yeah. pounds. But his mm-hmm. family is suing that like oh he had concussions that messed him up. And post, same with uh, Big uh, Vito. Yeah. Well, this was something. F- Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. said on a podcast mm-hmm. was that uh, the Vince McMahon said he like he prefers bigger guys because they're less injury prone. And, yeah, which is yeah. fucking bullshit. Is I can it? name we've all seen that. I can name clip. eighty <laughs> dudes. I can name eighty dudes who were the big guy who got injured all the time. Mm-hmm. Vader doesn't get injured all that much. Mm-hmm. Guys like him, Brock Lesnar too, mm-hmm. not all that injured. But Triple H, he's torn his quads multiple times. Mm-hmm. He's big. But Dave Batista, you go down yeah. his list, laundry okay. list of injuries. Roman had like, that hernia like Roman a year ago. Roman had a hernia. Like, big guys get hurt. <laughs> yeah. Maybe little guys are more injury prone. Cena is like... He's, well, he, he, he came always back. comes yeah. back. Yeah. Second question... Does do you think WWE owns his name? Daniel Bryan? Yeah, they yeah. own the name Daniel Bryan. Like That's he, crazy. He, it's in his book where they told him, like, you have to change your name. Is and that because he, he came once with... Brian yeah. Daniels. Well, no. When he showed up, they're like, "This was when they decided we own every name. We yeah. can't, we can't promote you with a name you own." And so, which is something they're finally like so they going liter- back. That's on. the most half-assed shit I've ever heard. Well, they- he apparently pre- he suggested a a joke name that was like the penis or something, like yeah. some dick joke. <laughs> And then they just said, no, let's just turn your names around. Just yeah. like, because his real name is Brian Danielson, if mm-hmm. you don't know. So, so. I, I wanted to speculate he cut his hair because he's going to be hosting some like fucking Tosh.0 <laughs> ripoff show on the Nerdist Network. Mm-hmm. And, and but, no, I think, I think this is effective. Like, yeah. I don't think we will be seeing him on TV. And I think, I think that, he'll make appearances. Like, he'll be at yeah, WrestleMania. He'll, he will like, be. he'll appear at SummerSlam. But I also think this is kind of the retirement of Brie Bella, too. Like, yeah. I think he, he says they want to start a family. You can't be a pregnant professional wrestler. Like, yeah. and, and Oh, the, man, that'd be awesome. The though. rare time, it is a very rare incident where a woman gets pregnant, a diva gets pregnant, and then yeah. comes back to wrestle more. It mm-hmm. really barely ever happens. And my, my last question, like I just, I've never seen that live, what, like a re- yeah. goodbye mm-hmm. in the ring. Uh, only only thing I can even relate it to is the Edge documentary I watched where yeah. he got to come out there. Is is this when was the last time this happened? Like someone yeah, had the opportunity. Edge, was it? Edge yeah. like Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels had it because they like lost the retirement matches at WrestleMania, yeah. and then the next night was like 
Ric Flair appreciation. But like, this was an out of character. Like, no, I'm really leaving. Yeah, yeah, this is. Ultimate Warrior got one seconds before he. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Jesus. But with Edge, that's the only one I can really compare it to, where a guy didn't even get a last match and Mm -hmm. just was like, no, they won't. I'm too hurt to even get my official last. I guess that's the distinction. They don't get a last match, and their contracts aren't cut. Uh, so yeah. was his last TV match the one against Sheamus where he like jumped out no, and he was that, bleeding from yeah. the head? WWE uploaded it. It's a SmackDown uh, uh, match where it's him and John Cena against Tyson Kidd and Cesaro. All of them are injured right now, by the way. Yes. <laughs> oh my god! And if you watch the match, I think they already know he's got concussion problems because mm-hmm. he doesn't he doesn't fall. He does like he ha- he wrestles for maybe two minutes of a like a 10, 12 minute match. A week tag match. Yeah. It, it's but it's it's fun. It's a fun little yeah, match, it's but fun. it's like. I don't think he would want to wrestle, have a career like that where he's on like tenterhooks. Remember, and, like, remember and, all those headbutts he did in the WrestleMania? Yeah. Oh my god! Yep. yep, he died for you. No, for the, you. Bret Hart brought it up too, and I was feeling it during his brief return mm. last year. Was just he was trying to show how tough he was. Yeah. He was like, "No, I can still take a dragon suplex mm. from when he took that dragon suplex from Luke Harper on SmackDown." I just thought. What the fuck are you doing, yeah. Daniel? Like you're you're trying to <laughs> you're trying to concuss yourself. Just now. the life of an athlete is such a strange gamble. Like yeah. I, I'll have maybe ten years of high points, and that will supposedly finance the next forty years of my life after that, mm-hmm. if I'm lucky. And I think w- moving forward, WWE needs to make it less of a gamble. If you're going to sacrifice your mm-hmm. brain for us, we do need to support you. Yeah, well, uh, Jericho you, has that sweet Canadian uh, healthcare. <laughs> yeah, well, if you're famous enough, you can get like you yeah. can just host a bad reality oh, show yeah, or yeah. just appear at conventions oh, or man. whatever. I, I think they're going to replace Jerry Springer as mm. too hot for WWE uh, with oh. Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I, <laughs> well, th- th- is there any news of that sort that he's going to no. be working with the organization? No, no he's been extent. very vague about it. I think I was in, and uh, also in his speech that he got to do it in Seattle, mm-hmm. where his one of his greatest moments ever was, and was where great. he it grew up. Yeah, so. where he in where his dad got to yeah. see him one last time. That was beautiful. Uh, do you want to talk about he, the tightest thing? Real yeah, quick? so before we go on to our Daniel Bryan-related question of the week, little did we know we saw another major thing happen on at the end of Raw. Uh, so after Vince hugged Daniel Bryan and everyone was yesing on the ramp, uh, Titus O'Neil grabs Vince McMahon's arm playfully, and Vince like snaps back and pushes him. Mm-hmm. It happens within like five seconds. Was it was it playful? I, the it's, way I saw it, it looks like he is he is yanked. Yeah, but it's like you know, like well, hey, right. you, know, you give me a hug too, yeah. kind of thing. This like, is let's just play. a bunch of conspiracy theory stuff. It's, but my feeling is that uh, I'm reading into the how Titus O'Neil is a former uh, Seminoles. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, no, wait, he's a Gator. Sorry, yeah. not Seminoles. Oh, yeah. oh, he's from University now. of Florida. He's a Gator. Mm-hmm. He's a football guy, mm-hmm. and it felt like a very like. Locker room yeah. type thing, like, hey man, you're not sad. Just Let's like, hug. Yeah. I'm here for yeah. you. Like, hug every yeah. man with a seven year old man in a Versace shoes. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, that there's been stories. Jericho has a story in his book where that Kofi wasn't getting respected by yeah. Vince, and that that then Kofi Jericho tells Kofi, hey. Go try to tackle Vince, and then Vince was like, uh, "Ha ha, you kid!" And he just <laughs> now I love him. you. Like, I now respect you. Yeah, ran after me. So <laughs> you are the kid. The stories would let you lead you to believe that Vince likes physical, getting yeah. physical with the wrestlers on the But I level. think it was just the the worst it was timing on ever. Yeah, like doing it in front of a TV crowd, or it was on the WWE Network. But anyway, like. Doing it like in front of a crowd at this like really kind of somber moment, even though people are kind of also being happy for Daniel yeah. and like on life film too. Yeah, maybe. so he's suspended. So where to believe Titus O'Neil suspended for, for trying 60, to get a hug for sixty days, which will make him miss was WrestleMania. Be 90 days. Yeah, but we will make him miss WrestleMania. Wow. So by missing WrestleMania, if he was going to be on the show, then he was just denied about. Uh, a hundred thousand bucks or something like yeah, probably. A, a nice big WrestleMania bonus. He's not getting it now. So I. Actually, I, I hope in kind of a like homage to Daniel Bryan. I think like the crowd, like you, you never know. Like over the next few months, crowds could just like start to get. Let's like, go, Titus. Yeah, bring we back Titus want or Titus. Yeah, because he's like he's getting more popular and more popular, and just you know better with the fans and like yeah. not still not a great wrestler, but you know no. he's entertaining. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, nice ass. Yeah, nice ass. he does have like a very weird butt. Supple. Uh, but let's move on to the question of the week. Uh, I break, you know, only Daniel Bryan would force me to break uh, the one month tradition of having a question of the week for G Popcast. But what was your favorite Daniel Bryan wrestling memory? Uh, mm. I know mine what? because like uh, I don't remember what it was, but I just remember Triple H trying to talk mm. and being completely yeah. overwhelmed. And I think those are the kinds of things I don't 
I don't, I'm not a technical guy when I watch this stuff. I like story and like that story that the audience brought. Yeah. That no, no, we prefer this guy, and we're going to interrupt whatever story it element was, you have live. It was, live a, yeah, and it was ruin a gathering it. of champions, like yeah. every champion, and now these are the two champions that will unite the championship. And it's like we love Daniel Bryan, and I love rewatching that scene because like the camera clearly isn't poised in a position yeah. to get Daniel Bryan in because he was not supposed to be focused He's on, on the way all the way in the side. But, yeah. the, but the audience forces them to. I don't know. Cring, kind of cringe moment if, if I'm like a. Yeah. If I'm on the Vince McMahon side, but like, yeah, that, that, I don't know. That's I've never seen anything like that before, and yeah. I do wonder if his name will be used as a troll from here on out, mm. the way uh, CM Punk's was uh, for a, maybe about a year. Maybe not on that level, because Daniel Bryan was like, I can't come back, while yeah. CM Punk was like, I won't come back. Yeah. Uh, my favorite would, I guess, have to be SummerSlam 2013. I was there the night before, got to interview Daniel Bryan. The night before, he was going to beat <laughs> CM Punk. His match with CM Punk is fantastic, and it's the only singles, it's the last singles match they're ever going to have. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was so good like the him doing the oh the, him mm. doing this german suplex then he's upside down and then lifts himself yeah. back up to do the headbutt so great mm-hmm. and he was just so awesome to interview and it was uh, amazing A and, magical weekend. and secondary would be when i was there at SummerSlam 2010 mm. where he was the surprise entrant in the versus the nexus thing which was that was his re-arrival mm. in wwe brett well, I came in kind of late, so yeah. 2013 on is all I ever really saw of him. So when I think Daniel Bryan moment, the only thing I can think of is him getting eliminated in the Rumble last year. Uh, that's <laughs> and then Henry shrieking. <laughs> like, uh, the, no! like the sound <clears throat> will echo through time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, as matches, I'm like, I can't, like nothing sticks yeah. out of my mind. You, you uh, got to see him at, sadly, the yeah. end of his career. Yeah, we got to see him in Mania, and like him and Dolph going at it at the very end was yeah. cool. Like I, yeah. I did like and it. And their but... Raw match the next night, too. Mm. Yeah, well, you know, we, I, I, Dave sort of got me watching wrestling again. We did a laser time long ago before we yeah. were all working this full time about, I don't know what it was it about. It was favorite. our favorite wrestlers, and, and I remember Hank chose CM Punk. I chose Daniel Bryan. You did, and his character of like, guess what, Super Bowl idiots? Yeah. While you drink beer, I'll be recycling <laughs> and taking a hike in the woods. Yeah. And that's still one of the funniest trolls to that yeah. audience I've ever heard. Uh, mine is going to be, it's kind of cheating, but it was WrestleMania 29 weekend. So Daniel Bryan had really bad luck with his first few WrestleManias. Uh, 27, he was supposed to fight Sheamus, mm. and it became a pre-show match, which then became a battle royal, which he didn't win. <laughs> yep. And then... Uh, 28 the worst ever he had an 18 second match with uh, Sheamus where he lost the title so 29 he did not have a he didn't have a big match but it was a tag team match team hell no against Dolph Ziggler and Big E and I like for a guy who I thought they were going to give him nothing again he had an, like a somewhat important match and it was really when he finally became like he stopped being the no guy and he stopped like, being the goat and yeah. being a character and being a superstar and then the next night it, the shield uh, tried to attack the undertaker he comes down with kane and they fight off the shield and they do like at like when they're leaving the arena that night they all do the undertaker kind of like a biker hand great, yeah. that was that was just like a great weekend of, like it wasn't the best WrestleMania, but the Raw was really great and it kind of made up for it. And just like seeing like, oh, you know what? These guys are taking Daniel Bryan seriously. And then, mm. you know, he made have ended SummerSlam within a couple months. Uh, so, yeah, please put your favorite Daniel Bryan memories in the comments below this 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 podcast. And uh, I'll read the best ones off next week. Was uh, he, did I miss it? Was he in a Super Bowl commercial this yeah, year? Yeah, it was Tide? a Tide one, which seems un-eco-friendly yeah. to me. But, uh, yeah. Should have used like nature's best detergent or something. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. yeah, we'll be back with uh, more talk of the wrestling matches of the week and the news and all that stuff. And your last week's comments to the question of the week uh, after this break. Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling will return after these messages. Hi, uh, welcome to the break for Chief Podcast episode number 71. Gonna keep it real quick and dirty this time because, as you can hear, the audio quality is not quite as good. And I apologize for that. I want to give you just one simple plug patreon.com/slash laser time. Uh, in case you didn't know, we've been doing wrestling commentaries for months now, uh, but we've recently found an even easier way to sync up uh, our audio with these matches and uh it's it's so super simple and we're having a ton of fun with it uh we 
We did an entire Royal Rumble match last month for uh, Royal Rumble 2005, a very underrated Rumble. And this month we did uh, what uh, was very prophetic, Daniel Bryan's last main event as he fought Roman Reigns in the main event of Fastlane 2015. Uh, another entertaining match. And uh, we'll have a new one next week. Uh, so to take advantage of that, just donate to our Patreon at the $10 level. Uh, that also gets you a bi-weekly comic book TV show commentary. And uh, at the $5 level, you get a weekly movie commentary and a weekly bonus show, bonus time, where we go over what we've been doing every week. There you have it. I'm going to let you get back to the rest of this episode of Cheap Podcast. And now back to Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. Turn it up! That was interesting. Turn it up! Welcome back to Cheap Podcast episode number 71. Now that we've got all of the sadness out of the way mm, of the I first segment, my eyes. yeah, let's let's talk about some of the more pleasant uh, wrestling stuff that happened this week. Hey, is there uh, pleasant wrestling? I mean, I, I, not good. I, NXT was all right. It was uh, good. That was good. Yeah. Uh, it was like the first episode that was like not in full sale, but still in Florida. Mm-hmm. So it I kind of liked it. It was, was an arena like a yeah. five, six thousand person yeah. arena with a big. Big field of it, but still in Florida where full sale people can yeah. go and see it in case they don't want to. So they don't whine all the yeah. time. But like, the, but I'm little like hype bros don't need to be in every match. Like they, the, they shouldn't be wrestling more matches than better tag teams than them. Uh, yeah, but I just like I, I guess it was the, it had to be the first tapings from a new for, uh, from a new place. So it seemed like the crowd was hotter and and mm-hmm. I really liked the first match, uh, which was uh, Baron Corbin against Johnny Gargano. And yeah, I did like it. Because I was thinking, well, it's a new taping area. Maybe they start things off with like a surprise loss for Baron Corbin and get the crowd hot. That's not what happened, but it was mm-hmm. like it was again a match where I didn't immediately know the outcome, and, yeah. and that, that that stuff kind of well, helps. I like the storytelling of him kicking out a one on the guy yeah. and like not taking him seriously, being like, "Oh, you're just a Ring yeah. of Honor flunky." And even when he like is then when he catches him with a super kick and he rolls out and he's like kind of kind of running, but yeah. he'd say regrouping. Mm-hmm. Like I was. Classic heel storytelling, and then of course, boom, the end of days yeah. out of nowhere. It's good. Yeah, it's good. And I, I, yeah, I really like the Bailey Carmella match, and the, yes. kind of what that yeah. sets up, like the all the post match attack yeah. stuff. So my, yeah, my feeling is that they gave this match to Carmella just so they could say you're leaving with Kaz and Enzo yeah. uh, in a couple months. So let's just say you had one do title you, defense, do you think title she, match. You think she will go up with that? She was with I them mean, at the uh, San, Jose San Jose show that our friend uh, Brandon Carolyn went to. So yeah. that felt like it was them trying out that them as a trio, not as a duo. But man, it I like... think they're better as a duo, honestly. I'm past. I was one of the people who booed, Car- oh, who booed I, yeah, Carmella same when here. she first showed up. Uh, I'm not. I'm past that. Now. I just still okay. think she needs more time down at NXT. Like she had a great match. Like I love the end when she like she did like the two uh, planches out of the ring in a row. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, just getting caught by surprise at the end. But I when feel I like, like she that it was a. I like that it was a pinning combination yeah. until finally somebody like no these yeah. these things you're used to people kicking out at two though all the time in yeah. pinning combinations like that. So when the three happened, I was like, well, what is this? Yeah. Is this is this WrestleMania 10 and yeah. Owen Hart and Bret Hart? What's I mean, it? I feel like she again. I have no idea what's like set for the April Takeover, uh, but she like she hasn't had a big Takeover match, and yeah. like you need to have one of those before you move I up. I still don't know if they trust her on a live match. Uh, I just don't know. Well, I don't know about. I know about some Takeover matches. I don't yeah. know about anything with Carmella. It, mm-hmm. Did seem like they were setting up Alexa Bliss, maybe oh, Bliss I, and Carmella. So it was not a you're good pretty, match. You, but I'm but, guessing you're pretty turned on by uh, sexy Freddy Krueger, right? Uh, yeah, a little yeah. bit. But her match with Cameron was just so interesting to watch. Like mm-hmm. it seemed like a match where she, like Alexa generally got pissed off at how Cameron was like not good, not yeah, not properly setting up moves and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and like would literally like rub her foot in her face. And I know that's kind of what her character is yeah. to begin with, but. 
Cameron is just she's rough in the ring, so she's still yeah, not good. I would so not be surprised cut. if it, some of that is like you are botching so damn much. I'm gonna I'm gonna really so, step on your face. I don't want to hate on Cameron, and I like yeah. I think I even interviewed her like three or oh, four yeah. years ago. Yeah, with when, Brodus Clay. Yeah, her and yeah. Naomi and Brodus Clay when they were simply the Funkadactyls. Yeah, but it's who would have thought they like would way outlast him? Yeah, it's just I don't want to. I don't want to shit on her. I want to give. Yeah. I want to give people a chance, especially like the divas division in the on Raw and stuff on the main roster where she's from had such low expectations that she wasn't pushed to be better. Like, yeah. Unlike Alexa, who was more like cooked in a pressure cooker more than her. But mm-hmm. it also this is something I've seen pointed out by so many people with her to a lesser extent Naomi and say like the Rosa Mendezes of mm-hmm. the world. Just the all previous generation is. You guys have been doing this for many years now. You should be better than this. Yeah. And the fact that you're not kind of tells me either they they didn't make them be better or that they just didn't care to learn to be better. And so then it it causes good wrestlers like Alexa to have bad matches because they're not with somebody who's yeah. better. Like Cameron got a good match out of Asuka just because Asuka like flung oh, yeah. her ass around everywhere. Uh-huh. Like, uh, Asuka did all the lifting mm-hmm. in that match, but I love them as the trio now, and that they are. I think they're taking the uh, Brandon Stroud at Uproxx's mm-hmm. suggestion that they should just be two gay guys who then have <laughs> a, a very dominating woman who kind of shoves themselves mm-hmm. herself into their relationship, yeah. and now they <laughs> both like weirdly worship her, but yeah. in a, sort of a non-sexual way. You know, there was kind of a relationship like that on uh, Sense8. I always feel compulsive to bring up Sense8 whenever it's applicable. That, so. But there yeah. was a cup, there was a gay couple that had a woman that was just like, I'll just be your like beard for both of you mm. kind of character. Interesting. I'll yeah. give that a watch. But anyway, yeah, I but I did think Alexa was looking on point there. Like, mm-hmm. what's the word for like under boob, but for, but for your hiney? Under butt? Her, I, I don't know. Her outfit, I like when NXT mm-hmm. women wrestlers are sexy, but on their mm-hmm. own terms instead yeah. of just like a throwback to Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. I, it, when you can see less of a man's idea of what's sexy mm-hmm. and more of them showing yeah. off like, I want to look hot because I'm me. Yeah. Like, did you, oh, wait, did you we get didn't even of, talk about Oscar versus Bailey, man. Setting up Oscar oh, versus yeah. Bailey. I mean, that I like. Like, yeah. that actually feels like I never thought Bailey was going to lose to Carmella. Mm-hmm. And if I was being Corey Graves right now, I'd say yeah. Carmella was too busy being a friend and mm-hmm. shouldn't have been so clappy and supportive. She should have been having the killer yeah. instinct. That's what Oscar's going to have. And yeah. I think Oscar could, especially if Bailey is going to graduate to, mm-hmm. after WrestleMania. Oscar is the absolute right person to have the NXT Women's Championship. Yeah, and I get—I don't know if they're how much they're setting up, but like they had Nia Jax and Eva Marie. Mm-hmm. They're kind—they of, were attacking Carmella a little mm-hmm. bit, so like that could potentially be a, yeah, a maybe takeover. Carmella, thing. yeah, Carmella with one of those, either if, of them. If they wanted to like touch on breaking ground when uh, was it? Yeah, Eva Marie yeah, fucked, gave Ka- Carmella Car- stinger. Yeah. By I mean, being a bad wrestler. <laughs> Though I don't know if you would want Eva Marie on a live show, so it's certainly uh, yeah. not. But uh, yeah, Lucha. I, Let's yeah, get to yeah, Lucha. yeah. Lucha was a. Uh, I only got to see clips of this because nobody's uploaded the full thing. To, if you have Comcast, I have you can Comcast. Use... Not, I checked that, Dave. I do not have the like. Oh, you got to upgrade your plan. I have oh. the most basic of plans that does not include El Rey, so they won't let me. Oh, watch that's it. weird. I only have like a slightly above where it's like basic plus HBO. Nah. And for some reason, it thinks I have El Rey, but I don't. Nope. I, I I probably could get it for free just if I told Comcast, like, it's been a year. I think I don't yeah. want cable at all anymore. And they'd be like, we'll, we'll give you eight more channels, please. Yeah. But I watched some clips and read the yeah. results. So. I mean, I really like the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, I like the inner. This is weird because I like the in-ring stuff more than the backstage stuff, which I usually love. So they uh, introduced a new female luchador, Cobra Moon. Who was yeah. really? I really liked her. She like had a good submission. Bengala, he is just doughy. He looks, he's yeah. doughy, and so you're a cat. That's not scary. Like this, mm. ha, this has like you know dragons and spacemen and yeah, hunters, just, just and the, you are like a cat, and like literally would will do like the licking your paw oh, thing. Yeah, like yeah. I like cats, but I don't like a cat wrestler for some reason. No, he kind of reminds me of like the bad. There's been a lot of guys named Tiger Mask in New Japan, and he's yeah. one of the weak New Japan guys. Uh, oh. F- there was a New Japan show last night. I have oh. not watched it, but uh, it's a two nights in a row uh, thing. So I'll have my New Japan report next. Okay. Week, but, uh. well, again, like another Lucha Underground guy who like was kind of in the background last year, but is becoming mm. more and more of a favorite. And it helps that he was just on Cole Cabana's podcast, Jack Evans. Oh, I need to listen. So to he this, he beat Drago. 
Wow, that's a and, big deal. Drago is like a B plus dude in yeah. there. He almost beat Prince Puma. Yeah, and like he um so immediately after the match he like grabs the microphone from Melissa instead of letting her announce the winner, he says like, Call me the Dragon Slayer. Oh, uh, I and, like that. And like just that. like hearing how laid back he is and like his crazy stories on that podcast for a uh, Teddy Hart, who is like one of like Black Sheep of the Hart family, uh-huh. he basically smuggled a ton of weed across the Canadian border for him. <sighs> And, and like it, they stuffed it into hockey sticks, like ah! it was just the weirdest thing. And I love it's like, that story. yeah, man. No, all right. Well, now Jack Evans is going to be my new favorite. Yeah. Then he's, I liked he was biting there. There's storytelling in there. He's biting of mm-hmm. uh, Drago's thumb, and just that he's he's the, a dirt bag. He's a dirt bag. I like that they make. I feel like every bot probably because they have to produce one hour oh. of wrestling a week instead of seven. Yeah. It's so much more compact storytelling. Every mm-hmm. match counts and tells some sort of story yeah. and moves forward a plot line, unlike a lot of wrestling for nothing mm-hmm. or unlimited rematches that happen in WWE. Mm-hmm. And, and then I did watch a good chunk of the main event. Oh, the event. main event was really good. I'm going to be proven wrong by with last man standing matches because mm-hmm. like, I thought the one at Royal Rumble was going to suck, mm-hmm. and it was great. Like it was the, probably the best match at Royal Rumble besides the Royal Rumble itself. Yeah, and this was a great match too. The prevailing notion I usually have with last man standing matches is, oh, so half of the match is just watching somebody get counted, and it's that sucks. Yeah. This had like it, it had a good build up, and I think what the problem, uh, what has lowered our expectations mm-hmm. of last man standing matches were, I don't want to just yeah. blame John Cena, but yeah. for five to ten years. The last man standing matches were usually his, and they were usually filled with like special effects of yeah. like throwing Randy Orton and or Rusev being thrown into pyro. Though that was yeah. an I quit match, but it's just they get too Hollywood, too yeah, prop driven. The stupid like thing that pops up like every other year where somebody gets their legs taped together, goofball. handcuffed or something. Like they get too yeah. goofball, and this didn't have any goofball stuff. Like mm-hmm. the when he fell. A guy falling through a table from a ladder yeah. is the end of a match. Like, that guy don't get up, you know? Yeah. And that, that was good, and that it was the only table broken in the yeah. match, too, unlike the... It wasn't overkill on the table breaking, mm-hmm. but it was a lot of table breaking in the Royal yeah. Rumble that won this year with Owens and Ambrose. Mm-hmm. So this was different. And also, like, Phoenix is still my favorite top dude. Yeah. And after... I like him. King Cuerno's great, too. Yeah. And I like him as just like, I would hunt yeah. him. I would kill him. I don't, I don't like that the fact that King Cuerno just won that... Basically, the Intercontinental title of Lucha Underground. Mm-hmm. And now, he, now he's losing the next week. Yeah. That's, that's kind of... Ugh, I, mm-hmm. That angers me a little bit. And also the fact that, like, I don't even know what the hell's going to happen with the trios title. Because, like, I realize, like, the end of last season, you, you give it to the only other three-person team... Mm-hmm. And what happens now? Like, you get a rematch, and then, like, do you build more three-person teams? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. I guess they can just put together more random three-people teams and maybe have them... Or you could... Boy, yeah, Yeah. I don't know. It is a tough thing, especially when the Disciples of Death, like I said before, they're jobbers, man. Yeah. They're nobodies. Uh, So, like, the the backstage thing... First of all, we didn't talk about last week that Rey Mysterio was... Yeah, we didn't even mention that he he, just appeared. He was in the end of of last week's episode, which was pretty awesome. Yeah. Still talking show with Azteca about it. Yeah. Yeah, I got to say, both him and, and Dario Cueto, that they're just like, no, they're back for season two. Yeah. And I'm just watching my clock like, when are they going to show up? Because, yeah. tech- I mean, you can say, yeah, technically they're in season two. They were in it for four minutes. Yeah. Like, or four minutes is generous even with both of them. I miss Dario Cueto in- doing lots of scenes, being in there. Though, I mean, Katrina Milmortes mm-hmm. running the temple is a fun change up. How many matches do you think they'll even get Mysterio to do? Like, I haven't read the uh, I, I spoilers, no but I would bet he doesn't do more than three matches the yeah. whole season. At, that makes at sense. At most. And yeah. they should use him sparingly. And also, his knees will explode if you test them too much, <laughs> so you got to be careful. Uh, so, like, the, the big ending of this week's episode was that uh, one of the members of the crew, which were, like, they were the jobber trio of last season. Yeah, who would just show up to be like, no, these guys shouldn't yeah. win. Face them. They were big ricks like croonies, but they never yeah. did good at anything. So it was kind of a retrocon about one of them was mm-hmm. a cop. And the reason that they did so bad was because he was, like, hamstringing them because he's more about investigating Dario Cueto oh. and, like, this underground fighting league. So he took and a dive for them or did kind bad. Of. Okay, I uh, like that. So that's, that, that was okay. And then he got this partner who is this indie guy, Joey Ryan. I saw him there. Yeah. I was like, oh, the dick guy. Yeah, the dick guy. Everybody loves Joey Ryan. I'm, great. I'm very excited to see yeah. Joey Ryan show up. And he's, like, his par- cop partner. Mm. 
has a, he has a great like cop mustache. So I, he has yeah, that going for him. Yeah, they were said like we're gonna go undercover. We'll even pretend we hate each other, which mm. is I think that's cool because. The people at Lucha Underground tapings, I don't think they see any backstage stuff. Yeah, I don't think so either. So the fact that they can do all this and, like, even, like, nobody knows. Like, people watching know, but the announcers don't know, the crowd doesn't know. That's kind of cool. I just, I'm worried that the season's going to end with, like, a cop raid or something. Like, Uh, that might get too dumb. This is, like, a thing with, yeah, magic dragons and shit like that. That's so close to how season one ended i would hope they don't do that yeah. again and see just that every season ends with oh we gotta leave the temple in case we have to find a new studio for yeah. next season like yeah uh i i also like that they are hiring more indie talents mm-hmm. to come there and that they are both a new character and that they're the dare wolf mm-hmm. per se but they also are pj black so mm-hmm. they get to be kind of yeah they just take on a persona in lucha underground because they're in the crazy land of lucha underground but they're also still i'm pj black and you will see me at your local elks lodge in, yeah. a, in a month you know Let's quickly move on to SmackDown. I know it hasn't aired. We haven't seen it yet. I don't know if you've read the spoilers. I but read the only have, spoiler that matters which on Which is it. that uh, AJ Styles so, had his first loss yeah, look, to Chris Jericho. I'm not against yeah. that because he should be, at least in his entrance, I didn't expect him to be booked any higher than you're as good as Jericho, yeah. which is below even Dean Ambrose. Like, if you're yeah. as good as Jericho, Jericho, you're below Dean Ambrose. But it does put you above the New Day, mm-hmm. per se. So it makes him... A bigger deal, but not a huge deal, which I knew they wouldn't do because he's a five foot eight guy who wrestled in Florida yeah. and has a southern accent. Mm-hmm. And also, if it sets up for a fast lane big win from AJ, I like that too. And I was worried that the the more they kept AJ undefeated, mm-hmm. the more it makes his first loss matter more. And I feel like it like hurt him, hurt his standing even more with that first loss. Mm-hmm. So. I prefer him just, uh, yeah, fine. Jericho is his first pin. That's fine. And setting up for that, I want Jericho to heal off on him more. Like, yeah. Jericho, just, just be a bad guy. Jericho, you suck. It, we don't yeah. like you. It's, he seemed to lean that way. Like, mm-hmm. the the first time they fought, he wouldn't, he, he like, shook his hand, but then he got he him real, scared, got real close. Yeah. yeah, heal Jericho for WrestleMania. I'm down with that. Yeah, we're, I'm sick of him being a, the nice guy. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's time to party. My new Fozzie album's yeah. out. I'm cool, right? Like the dumb, the dumb dad jokes are like trying to have hip references, like calling uh, New Day trap queens when yeah, it's like which is not, doesn't, doesn't make any think, sense. No, yeah, I also think that he probably Jericho probably likes AJ because AJ and him are DDP yeah. yoga enthusiasts. Uh. Uh, so let's move on to some of the news from last week. There was a little bit of an issue with the break, so uh, pr- a couple people who listened probably didn't hear me talk about this, but uh, uh, Axel Rotten passed away. Oh, this yes. was right after yeah. we right after we recorded. Real bummer town. Yeah, I don't. Did but, you watch much ECW? I wasn't really familiar. Uh, yeah, with him. I, I was familiar with him, but he was also like when I got into EC Dub was ninety eight and ninety nine, and by that point, historically speaking. The best years of ECW were yeah. behind it. And mm-hmm. Axel was from the earlier times. It was Axel yeah. and Ian Rotten wrestled. And they had one of the most like barbaric, most barbaric match I'd seen to that point, which was called a Taipei Fists match, I believe it Taipei was. Taipei the country, not the blood type. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Where they tape up their hands mm-hmm. and have glass shards on their hands. Mm-hmm. And then are cutting oh. each other on their face and like, I'm doing a punch, boom, you're Oof. bleeding more. And... When I told at a WrestleMania party, mm. if I may name drop mm. things, that at the, when I got to go to WrestleMania, 25? 25th anniversary of WrestleMania, yeah, mm. I went to that and got and just had like conversational stuff with Joey Styles. Like Joey Styles was just wow. hanging out. I was like, hey, Joey, I'm a big fan of this, blah, blah, mm. blah. And we're just talking. And then I mentioned like, oh, and I remember when I saw that Taipei deathmatch mm. thing. And Joey Styles was like, though. Those Rottens are the craziest people I've ever yeah. met, and I don't know why they ever did Ugh. that. I was telling him then, I was like, don't do this. <laughs> this is too nuts. And he, Axel Rotten was kind of the same style of Balls Mahoney, of just mm. like, not a good wrestler, honestly, and but ready to take punishment and and stupid enough mm. to take it. And and that kind of guts mm. and is admirable, and he definitely helped build the ECW brand as nuts, like... That Taipei Deathmatch thing they mentioned on so many different ads of like, and buy the classic yeah. VHS VCW <laughs> with this Taipei Deathmatch. And then the night, Kobe Wanalea danced atop <laughs> the ECW ring. Uh, but also, you know, yeah, he had a lot of demons. Yeah. And those injuries really caught up yeah. with him. And it was just a very sad, uh, but also sadly predictable end for him. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Uh, also, there were three TN or TNA NXT departures in the last week. Yeah, uh, yeah. Bull Dempsey mm-hmm. and uh, the Legionnaires. Uh, what the heck were their names? Sylvester Lafort Lord, and uh, uh, Marcus L- Louis. L- Marcus Louis. I always L- called him Remy LeBeau, which is Gambit's <laughs> name. Like, it, so I liked when um, Sylvester Lafort would sh- no Marcus Louis would show up on TV and he was still bald. Or Corey would say. No, your hair would grow back. That was yeah. months ago. Your hair's back now. That's it's sad that he never really got on TV much after he yeah. got shaved. It was like first of all, it shows dedication that like it's the same level of like Eric Rowan where it's like you have to look like that all the time. That yeah. sucks. Yeah. Uh, no eyebrows or nothing. Yeah, well, I don't know if he was just like maybe a bit too green in the ring, but like they just yeah, stopped using good. him after that match, which well, same yeah. with the French dude. He wasn't seen yeah. all that much either. And then, meanwhile, I think Bull. Well, they released Bull, but it, I, it felt more like uh, the Juice Robinson situation, where yeah. he just he or probably Sammy, said, uh, Sammy Callahan, Callahan yeah, yeah, where you're just like, you know, maybe we're not the best fit, and I'm just gonna get out of here, yeah. and then instead of losing all the time, yeah. I'll just head on my own and maybe build up a better name for myself. Mm-hmm. And so, who knows? Maybe Bull James, mm-hmm. as he's now known, uh, and you can buy his shirts on Pro mm-hmm. Wrestling Tees. If you want to help him mm-hmm. out, but uh, he maybe he'll just go to New Japan or go yeah. to ROH or whatever and just build up because he's he is good. Yeah. He was never great, but he is good and he's finally getting over I and he had a gimmick bullshit. that like people yeah. liked. And it was one of those miracle situations where he started out as a stupid character like mm-hmm. Taz 2.0, yeah, but without the half the wrestling skill. And kind of transformed into like, oh, this is fun. Like, we're rooting for you. You're 299.75 pounds. Like, just funny <laughs> stuff like that was great. That was fun, yes. Yeah. But uh, best of luck to them in their future endeavors. Uh, speaking of weighing in, CM Punk won't be doing that for a while. He got he, – he had a back injury that popped up during training or yeah, he thought well, that – Yeah, well, he'd had a herniated disc yeah. uh, seemingly from Ryback, as he would say. But yeah. it was just – it was a nagging wrestling injury yeah. like many he has. And that many people kind of predicted would slow him down yeah. in UFC. That, like, his body, same with Kurt Angle, though, mm-hmm. to a lesser extent. Yeah. Kurt Angle, he had a broken freaking neck, yeah. man. But anyway, uh, but yeah, CM Punk is a broken dude. Yeah. Like he's, and he's training is fucking hard for UFC. You'll injure yourself training. I yeah, remember, that, it happens a lot. Yeah, I remember this probably now, like, a decade ago, which will show you how long ago I really paid attention to UFC. Yeah. But it was like Tito Ortiz was supposed to be in a big fight. Yeah. It's like, nope, broke my arm training. We train really hard for yeah. this match. So. I mean, there have been UFC events canceled because, like, oh, one of the main eventers just injured himself and we can't find a suitable replacement. This UFC is canceled. Yeah. Uh, what sucks is like I think they were going to use him on like what you know he should two, be on two hundred. He would have been on one ninety nine or two hundred, which would would, be, would probably be the two biggest UFC events of the year. And now it's just oh two oh three two oh four two oh five. It's kind of yeah. it doesn't have that same allure. Well, and just as it keeps chasing away from yeah. CM Punk, I you know it feels I feel CM Punk's frustration almost mm-hmm. like off of him, just that he. He hates being told he can't do something, and then yeah. he and he really hates wrestling. Yeah. So to find out an old wrestling injury is stopping him from doing a thing he wants to do yeah. is probably maddening for mm. a man of, like him. So uh, I don't know if I'm if I'm applauding it or if I'm still angry about it. But Ryback replying to him like, "Sorry, yeah. dude, I fucked up." Yeah. For one thing, you brought up like we've seen Ryback how he's being bullied by like smarter guys backstage. <sighs> yeah, and I- also he got publicly called out. So yeah, it's it was not a classy move by Ryback because but it CM wasn't, Punk it, yeah. CM Punk didn't say, "Well, I'm out with a herniated disc," and because fucking Ryback, he didn't say that. He didn't call out Ryback at all. Ryback, but he did just uh, out of yeah. no, but not uh, yeah, that day. Yeah. And then Ryback just out of nowhere is like at CM Punk <laughs> uh, quote, yeah, "Sorry, I'm dumb as sh- I'm dumb as fuck," <laughs> like that. And yes, CM Punk called him uh, out by name and called him steroid guy, yeah. which pretty shitty thing to do to a fellow competitor but i'm also i'm a cm punk mark yeah. and i do agree that especially in 2012 ryback was sure as shit not ready to be in mm-hmm. main event stuff and was injuring people and really cm punk should be mad at vince mcmahon for putting them together mm-hmm. like ryback was doing his best but he was a green dude who yeah. hurts he did hurt people he doesn't hurt people as much but and and in today's injury prone environment mm. he really can't afford to be that yeah. injury causing and so i do agree with you that ryback kind of gets he might get reverse bullied even though he is such a he seems like the dude who would be the bully but instead he's guys like quit picking mm. on me i'm sorry i'm not as, <laughs> as clever as yeah. you daniel bryan but 
that made me lose some respect for, yeah. for Ryback. He should have taken the high road. So let's move on to uh, the question of the week. Uh, last week it was, uh, what was uh, what's an in-the-shadow tag team partner that you wish had the success of their more popular partner? Ninja Emperor said, Chris Hero from Kings of Wrestling with Cesaro. Uh, while you could argue that his amazing indie work over the past couple of years has been better than Cesaro, Cesaro managed to get on the main roster, and he didn't, didn't which was a real shame. He's, Hero was an amazing wrestler who's a great technician, brawler, and athlete. He's also an amazing mind for putting matches together. He's had so many great matches since WWE let him go against guys like Timothy Thatcher, Tommy End, and Mike Bailey, and I'd love to see what he could have done with all the new talent coming up to the coming to NXT and the main roster. Now, I'm a guy who should not be throwing stones like this, but Chris Hero could lose about 30 pounds. It, yeah, so. I think he said something about how he's got like some kind of gland problem. Oh, like, really? Yeah, all right. Yeah. Okay, I'll cut him some slack yeah. then. Apologies, Chris Hero. <laughs> uh, and Patton says, I don't know how much you can consider him a success, but Charlie Haas, after his time in the world's greatest tag team, ran with Rico Constantino for a while and was always pushed as the more serious competitor. Hmm. Rico was an amazingly talented performer who turned a ridiculous gimmick into something very entertaining. And while I don't know if it's really possible to make him any, anything more, I do wish he just got more attention. Mm-hmm. He also was like Billy and Chuck's manager and kind of got yeah, thrown Rico in the back Yeah, Rico kind of hit the gay ceiling there. Yeah. Turbo Bison says... Uh, I would have to go with the Brain Busters and honestly pick either man at different eras. Allow me to explain. Mm. In the mid to late 80s, Arn Anderson was stuck either tagging with Ole or Tully. However, when it came to the mic, Arn was easily the best of the horsemen outside of Ric Flair. However, it was Tully himself, who was pretty good, who got the TV championship push, then the U.S. title push. To say that Arn Anderson is criminally underrated as... Uh, is in fact an understatement. If you watch his matches, you can actually see how a spine buster should be done. Conversely, after arriving in WWE, Tully Blanchard was the one that was overlooked. While not as great on the mic as Arn, Tully was damn good. It's insane that his career was basically derailed because of his cocaine addiction, especially when you look at how much wrestling was basically the Wild West, even in the 90s. Yeah, that he had to have a real cocaine problem to be like, dude, Tully, you gotta go, man. Like, poor Tully. Again, making an appearance in the uh, the question of the week, Type 40 comic says, I'd go with the other half of Harlem Heat, Stevie Ray. Booker T was definitely the more talented of the duo, yes. but Stevie Ray was a damn good performer and was just never used very well when it came to his singles career. Remember him as the uh, the worst NW, well, not the worst NWO member, but it's just the guy like, I got the slapjack mm-hmm. jacket and your fruity booty. <laughs> yeah, that fruity booty was his big thing, I remember. Yeah. Just- Tranquilbetta says, I, it was pretty much his own fault with the drug addiction and that horrific, fa- horrific face injury, but I wish Joey Mercury had some forms of single success Ooh. in WWE. Eminem was a bad gimmick, but he and Morrison were per- terrific performers. Though Morrison had more single success, Mercury is either a backstage guy or part of some heel faction like Straight Edge Society or part of the Authority. Is he the more popular member of the uh, the the new students? I know, man, but like you know, for a while, I wonder. If, uh, yeah, I'd say he's more fa- like he remembers Noble. who Jamie Noble yeah. is. Like that feels like eight million years ago, while Joey Mercury feels like four years ago. Uh, Buckaroo Banzai says. Uh, John Morrison from Miz and Morrison. While he found success in Lucha Underground, where he's great, I would have loved to see him get the same kind of push Miz got in 2010 and 2011. He had like one or two main events, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, well, his ECW title round wasn't the best, yeah. though. It started under the worst of circumstances. Mm-hmm. OBGYN Kenobi says, This might be cheating, but Luke Harper deserved better after the Wyatt family breakup. It's probably the best working big van they have, and instead of making him a new monster and phasing out Kane, he just, he just floundered with an afterthought icy title reign until they put him back with Wyatt. Yeah, that is garbage, because yeah. he should be their new biggest guy instead of Braun Strowman, and now he's just the guy, like, if they feel like they've yeah. had Eric Rowan lose too much, they'll say, all right, then Harper yeah. takes the fall. And he's, like, now the third most important Wyatt. Like, yeah. that sucks. And Braun Strowman's not good. Yeah. And just the, I'm glad that's not happening, apparently, but the rumor <laughs> was that he was gonna Braun was going to face Undertaker, which is the worst <laughs> insult since the Nathan Jones yeah. Undertaker at WrestleMania stuff. For this week's question of the week, just comment below our article where I'll put, post a question and uh, we'll read some of them on the next episode. Uh, that'll do it for episode number 71 of Cheap Podcast. Uh, Henry, do you have some plugs you'd like to impart? Too many, but let's just get through them real quick. There's the, the Laser Time Podcast where we talked to this week about the worst Disney covers, classic Disney songs covered mm-hmm. by terrible musicians. There's also 302010 where we talk about the biggest events in uh, pop culture from 30 
30 years ago, 20 years ago, and 10 years ago, including discussions of, uh, well, Super Bowls of the past and, and Project ALF, all these wonderful things. Uh, there's also Talking Simpsons, the podcast where we chronologically go through every episode of The Simpsons, reaching the end of season two. We just did Old Money, where uh, Miss, uh, Grandpa loses a good uh, friend. And then also Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast I do every week. And where we just talked all about, uh, well, we did Deadpool, and you can learn all about Deadpool in a new video clip we posted uh, called Superhero Spotlight. Cool. Uh, there's also VG Empire, which covered Lost Vikings this week, I believe. That is right. And VG Game Apocalypse, the video game, goof em up, I, I like to call it, where uh, you and I and Michael and Heidi I, Kemps talked about the worst voice acting in video games. It was a... Is a right laugh about. A real hoot. Yes. Real hoot and a half. And also this week's top seven, you and I collaborated oh, yes. on the most unique post-WWE careers. Maybe something that will inspire Daniel Bryan to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll do something strange. I, I think like, he'll I, just he'll... be like join Doctors Without Borders yeah. or something. He'll just be like, no, nope, going to charity. Yeah. Screw off. Or he'll just become a dad and just not do anything. But I had no idea that Scotty Tuhati was such a badass. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. You'll uh, learn how badass if you read that article. Yeah, uh, that's on lasertimepodcast.com. There's also uh, our YouTube page, uh, youtube.com slash network, where we play, uh, we do three streams a week. And, of course, you mentioned your superhero spotlight and other cool videos here and there. All that great stuff. Uh, that'll do it for this episode. We'll be back next week with more wrestling chatter. They want to talk shh, well, what they talking about. I see them running their mouth, but they ain't talking loud. I'm taking over the game, now let me show you how. I'm taking over the game, now let me show you how. In my eyes, got them shook when I rise. Got the game on lock, I came to the top, now I'm living a high life. Oh, 